2: now
3: Now, noblegoldinvestments.com. This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision.
4: We're going to talk about gun control and some rhinos and dinos associated with that. Republicans who are against a key constitutional amendment and Democrats who are for that key constitutional amendment. Of course, I'm talking about the second amendment, which says a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed, shall not be infringed. They're talking about the government, the federal government shall not infringe the right of individuals in each state to keep and bear arms for the sole purpose of defending themselves against the government. Okay. Yet we have a bunch of Republicans and mostly Democrats voting to infringe. So we're going to highlight those people, show their faces, show who they are. We're going to highlight two Democrats, show their faces, two Democrats who are against infringing on our second amendment rights. So there's two Democrats in name only who are acting more Republican And there are five, actually more than five Republicans who are Acting more like Democrats. That's what Rhino stands for. Republican in name only. Before I get into it, shout out to the sponsor of my coverage. The hottest temperatures of the year are just around the corner. That means costlier power bills for you and me this summer. Your bill could be higher than usual because of the increased cost for material and supplies across the board. This is why I highly recommend visiting EasySummerCool.com. This amazing four-in-one portable AC unit is a portable, easy-to-use mini air conditioner When I keep mine on in my office, keeps this room icy cold. Anyone who wants to save on their power bill should have one in their room this summer. Learn more by going to www.easysummercool.com. That is linked down in my description. You'll also save 50% off if you order yours today for this Father's Day. I bet your dad would really like it. With that being said, news Newsweek highlighting the fact that five Republican members of the House of Representatives last night voted in favor of a package of measures designed to tackle gun violence in the U.S. in the wake of deadly mass shootings. They said the Protecting Our Kids Act. Passed the House by a vote of 223 to 204, with two Democrats joining most Republicans in opposition to the final package, which will now be sent to the Senate. Okay, let me highlight these Republicans, you guys. Congressman Brian Fitzpatrick. He is a Republican in name only, a rhino from Pennsylvania. He voted to infringe on our gun rights uh, against the Second Amendment of the Constitution, which says our gun rights shall not be infringed. So he is directly voting against the Constitution. Just keep your eye on that guy. And if you voted for him, this is what you get, a guy who's trying to abolish part of the Constitution. Then we have Anthony Gonzalez from Ohio, a Republican in name only he's voting to infringe on our right to keep and bear arms. This third rhino I want to highlight being shouted out by a lot of the media. Uh, Buffalo area GOP congressman won't run again after losing party support for backing gun control measures. Republican Representative Chris Jacobs of New York announced Friday he will not seek reelection after he lost the support of conservatives following comments that he would back a ban on air 15s and raising the age of gun ownership to 21. Uh, let's look at the next rhino. And I know I'm getting some backlash from some of my viewers for this. Saying, "Well, they're not supporting an outright ban on everyone owning guns." Yeah, but they are voting to infringe. They are directly voting against the Second Amendment, which, which says "shall not infringe." Of course, this guy, Congressman. Adam Kinzinger of Illinois is the next rhino. Now, he's a well-known rhino at this point. He's part of the January 6th Select Committee, which is demonizing Trump, his associates, and his supporters as basically radical terrorists as they're on this witch hunt regarding January 6th. Uh, Adam Kinzinger, one of the guys at the helm of this, even though he's supposedly a Republican, he's a Republican who is for... Jailing uh, patriots, basically, uh, a lot of whom, you know, some of them may have been violent and d- done something wrong. Maybe they should be charged with trespassing. The ones who actually trespass, but he and his associates are taking it over the top. Him and his Democrat buddies. So this is this is a big time Rhino, Republican in name only. It's really interesting on his website here. He's highlighting an Ottawa Times article on him, and the first line of this article talks about his right to bear arms. So Adam Kinzinger thinks that he should bear arms, but no, but but other people, not so much. Okay, not so much. He wants to infringe on other people's right. Uh First line of this article says, On January 6, 2021, Republican Congressman Adam Kinzinger, an Air Force veteran and pilot in the Wisconsin Air National Guard, spent six hours barricaded in his office with his gun, ready to defend himself against the insurrection at the U.S. Capitol. So he was ready to defend himself against... Unarmed Americans who, who entered the Capitol January 6th. Um, yet he has voted to infringe on people's rights to bear arms. And the fifth, uh, fifth rhino I'm highlighting who passed this vast package of gun control measures is Fred Upton of Michigan. Here's his website, uh, fredupton.com. Thank you for allowing me to represent you. Now he is also highlighting on his website, um, his support of, of these new needles and legislation he passed to help get needles in the arm of every American. So, um, he's also a big needle guy. Um, so, That's the fifth rhino that helped get sweeping measures on infringement on our gun rights. All I'm saying is we have a constitution and these guys are voting to violate it. That's all. Those are the facts on the ground. Constitution says shall not infringe. They just voted to infringe. I'm just informing you guys. Okay. Let's look at some dinos. Dinos. This is a Democrat in name only, I'm calling him that because he's acting more like a Republican right now, Jared Golden uh, from Maine. Jared Golden, congressman from Maine, voted against gun control measures. He voted to fortify the Second Amendment, or shall I say to stand by what the Second Amendment says, which says shall not infringe. Uh, So that is a Democrat... Who is for, you know, keeping your right to bear arms? And the second dino, Democrat in name only, this man loves his guns. He voted against gun control measures, one of just two Democrats. Kurt Schrader of Oregon, he brags here that Biden endorsed him. I wonder if Biden regrets that endorsement after Kurt just voted that yes. You should be able to have guns if you want to. Okay, so um, I wanted to highlight a couple of the things. Uh, there, like I said, there's more Republicans than just five because uh, those are the five who voted um, again or they voted for. large package of measures. Now, Republicans were also asked to vote individually for each measure so you could see where each Republican stands. And um, I wanted to highlight a little bit of that from the hill.com. So the provision that would impose a ban on bump stocks for civilians uh, received the most GOP support among measures. Um, So 13 Republicans opposed bump stocks. Mike Turner from Ohio, John Katko from New York, Anthony Gonzalez from Ohio, Chris Jacobs from New York, Nicole Maliotakis from New York, Chris Smith from New Jersey, Maria Salazar from Florida, David Valadeo from California, Ken Calvert from California, David Joyce from Ohio, King Kinzinger, Upton, and Jacobs all voted against bump stocks. Uh, there was also the provision that calls for raising the minimum age for uh, purchasing a firearm from 18 to 21. Ten Republicans voted to support the effort to ban ages 18 to 20 from purchasing. Uh, semi automatic guns and and this was Turner Catco Upton Gonzalez Fitzpatrick Kinzinger, Jacobs Maliotakis Smith and Salazar those ages uh 18 to 20 I mean historically in the military when there's been wars those are those are the guys that are out there uh out there fighting and now they are banned from Buying these guns, I just think that's interesting. That like a key age group, these guys are banning. But this is just the House vote. I'm talking like it's actually passed into law. It has not passed in law. It has to go through the Senate, which is going to be a lot harder because they need they they need sixty votes for it to pass, and there are fifty Republicans in there who are probably not going to be for these measures. Um. So. Then we go on to um, a measure to mandate that untraceable firearms and guns without serial numbers, also referred to as ghost guns, undergo background checks and receive serial numbers. So every gun needs a serial number. The House passed the provision in a 226 to 194 vote with eight yes votes from Republicans So Republicans making sure there's no ghost guns. Um, Every gun has a serial number. Republicans voting for that were Fitzpatrick, Kinzinger, Jacobs, Katko, Maliotakis, Upton, Gonzalez, and Smith. Um, That reminds me, you know, last week I highlighted a Holocaust survivor speaking out against gun control, and she said that's one thing that Hitler and the Nazis did was make sure every gun... Was trackable, had a serial number. Uh, once every single gun was traceable, then later on they imposed an outright ban on guns and said, "Hey, we know, we have your serial number. We know who has gun, which gun, which where the guns are, and therefore we're going to get you if you don't turn your gun in." So, she she's just warning this Holocaust survivor is just warning against all this stuff, saying, you know, serial numbers sound nice and everything for tracing crime, but it can be used man- maliciously. By the government to prevent you from defending yourself against an oppressive government regime, if God forbid that ever happened. Okay. So then the next measure on, on a provision creating new federal crime offenses for gun trafficking and straw purchases of firearms, which is when people who are not able to clear a background check, purchase firearms through proxy, seven Republicans voted for that. So, they voted for preventing your friend from buying a gun for you. If you're not supposed to have a gun, those Republicans were Fitzpatrick Kinzinger, Malia Gonzalez, Jacobs, Salazar, and Katko. So there you got four Republicans also voted for a pre- provision that calls for prohibiting civilian use of am- ammunition magazines that have more than 15 rounds. Kinzinger, Jacobs, Upton, and Fitzpatrick voted for limiting civilians to only 15 rounds in their ammo, making it a lot easier for the government to have an advantage on you if you're trying to defend yourself against an oppressive government regime, which is what the Founding Fathers were trying to do in designing the Second Amendment. in writing that second amendment. So there you go. Uh, Fox news is actually reporting that support for assault weapons ban has hit an all time low after the Uvalde shooting. So new polling shows that support for an assault weapons ban in the United States has hit an all time low, despite calls from Democrats to implement a ban following a deadly mass shooting in Uvalde in a Quinnipiac university poll conducted last week and published on Tuesday, 50% of registered voters supported a national ban on semi-automatic long guns compared to 45% who oppose, uh, which represents the lowest support since Quinnipiac started polling in 2013. So ma- majority still are against civilians owning a semi-automatic long gun, like an AR-15. 50% are against you and me owning one of those guns. 45% are for you and me owning those. Um, But that's actually the the support is actually, support for us owning AR-15s is actually going up, according to this Quinnipiac poll. The highest Level of support for a ban was 67%. Um, just after the Parkland school shooting, 67% of Americans said, now nah, let's get rid of these, uh, AR-15s. So I thought that was interesting. Um, I also wanted to highlight what's, what's being called the deadliest mass shooting of all time in America. From history.com, the U.S. Army massacre of the Sioux Indians at Wounded me back in 1890. Um, this, th- the numbers are iffy on how many Sioux Indians were murdered by the U.S. government, but it was somewhere uh, between 140 and uh, up to like uh, 250 that the government absolutely slaughtered after telling those. Indians to surrender the weapons. Okay, so government was feeling threatened by these Indians who were doing the ghost dance. Um, the Indians had not been treated right for a long time, and they were doing this dance t- in a spiritual movement to believe that things would turn around for them and that God would get rid of the white man who had, had persecuted them. Well, these white men in the U.S. Army felt you know, they didn't like that. And so they come upon these people doing the ghost dance and they're like, surrender your weapons. We feel like you're going to get us as, as government army members. And so the Sioux were surrendering their weapons. When someone started um, arguing before we knew it, a shot was fired, army just went off after that and just slaughtered everybody. So... You know, had none of the Indians surrendered their weapons, maybe the government could, couldn't have massacred them. Okay. Let's just remember these historical moments and think about how much faith we want to give, um, to our government. Um, in other news, that we've got the prime time January 6th hearing happening tonight, um, members of the House Select Committee for January 6th analysis, they're, they're going to be doing a big primetime special tonight. Um, it's, it's a hearing, but they're going to make it more like a TV production. A deb- Deadlined reporting on this. They've actually got the former president of ABC News advising on the Congress's presentation of evidence because they want to make this like a movie. Okay. This is one of at least this, is the first of at least six primetime hearings that the, the January 6th committee is going to do um, to try to convince the public that Trump and his associates and his voters are evil, un-American uh, insurrectionists. And they're going to highlight never before seen evidence on this. And uh, the networks are are planning to do all-in co- coverage of this. They're quitting their normal programming. Uh, CBS News reporting they're going to make every single local CBS outlet across the nation air this hearing. Um, all the networks are doing that, um, cutting in on the coverage, now, except for Fox. Fox News is not going to do that probably because... Fox anchors were texting with Trump that day, being like, Trump, do something. And so I think Fox is embarrassed about that, and they are not going to be doing all-in live streaming coverage of this. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the committee tries to smear Fox in that as well. Uh, it was interesting. Um, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene is putting um, security in, on blast at Congress um, at the Capitol. She has this video um, today calling them out for the lack of security.
5: Scott, and I I really appreciate you bringing up these very important details that I highly doubt we will hear anything about from the January 6th committee. You know, there's some very interesting facts that came out uh, today. As a matter of fact, reporting on the failure of this chamber, this Capitol, to be secured. And I want to tell you something. On January 6th, I was a brand-new member of Cong- of Congress, and I want you to know... How I many thought, days
2: had you been here, Representative Green?
5: Uh, January 3rd was my first day on the job. So you've been here three days? That's right, okay. three days. All right. And I looked at the Capitol and thought this was the most secure building that I could possibly be in, in, at least in this city, possibly in the country, because it's our nation's capital. And tragically, tragically, we found out it was not. And I was shocked by that. What, What amazes me is the overwhelming amount of evidence that the National Guard was requested to be here, and it was continuously turned down. And the biggest shocker to me is that there's three people Three people that turned it down. It was Chuck Schumer in the Senate, Nancy Pelosi. In
2: you oh
1: fighterflare.com.
5: In the House and Mayor Muriel Bowser. If
2: I could interject for just a moment, who's in charge of security here in the House of Representatives?
5: The Sergeant-in-Arms, and that and, would be Nancy, by, Pelosi. Right. Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi. So
4: why the heck did Nancy Pelosi say, no, we do not want any security I'll be very brief. on I January 6th? P- Hold on. What is uh, getting some feedback? Okay.
2: Five minutes, I'll simply express my shock. <laughs>
4: Okay, I'm getting some weird audio. Okay, so anyways, I just thought I'd highlight that. So because we're we're all anticipating a pretty biased House Select Committee hearing. Um, so um, we're not we're probably not going to hear those details on all the evidence that National Guard was probably needed. It was going to be a massive crowd. They all knew that because there had already been. Huge protest crowds there in November and December, and this was supposed to be the big one. And uh, But the other ones were very peaceful, and Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and the mayor didn't want any, any security that day. Why is that? Okay, switching gears, I want to highlight, um, for, for all of you guys concerned about uh, FDA deciding on whether to stick needles in the arms of little kids, little babies, um, babies, ages, um, five down to six months. So kids as young as six months will be eligible for the new mRNA Um, once the FDA gives the ALK. The FDA is meeting to consider whether to do that on June 14th and 15th, according to the FDA's website. Um, It says on June 15th, under topic to the committee, will meet in open session to discuss amending the EUA for Moderna uh, to include the administration of the primary series to infants and children, six months through five years of age um, and also to discuss EUA for Pfizer as well. So if you want to give your feedback on that, uh, FDA is accepting public comment right now. The deadline for that is June 13th. If you want to, uh, write a public comment. It will be taken into consideration by the FDA if submitted by June 13th. I have linked to independent journalist James Roguski's website down in my description. He's been tracking this very carefully, and he has like a letter template and everything, making it super easy for you to write into the FDA with your feedback on how you feel about getting this mRNA in the arms of Babies, um, and then he he actually has this letter where he breaks down some key details. I'm gonna uh, read them for you. So he says that children under 18. 18- with no comorbidities, have virtually no risk of death. They have a 99.95% recovery rate from the new illness, and the vast majority of children have minimal symptoms. The study published in Nature describes how children mount effective, robust, sustained immune response to the new illness, and the CDC's own data show that at least 74.2% of children already have this superior natural um, immunity. Uh, now the new sh- the new needles offer little in the way of protection, he says. There is no clinical significant health benefit from the needle. Uh, Derna's own press release acknowledges that the quote absence of any severe disease, hospitalization, or death in the study precludes the assessment of needle efficacy against these endpoints. Preliminary data showed that sh- that needles were only about forty four percent effective at preventing symptomatic infection in kids six months to two two years old, and the the new needles were only thirty seven percent effective in children two to five, both below the fifty percent level that regulators had ge- generally called the minimum level for EUA um, in twenty twenty. In New York, officials observed that Pfizer's efficacy against Omicron plummeted from 68% down to 12% after seven weeks in children ages five to 11. Now, now we're going to talk about getting hurt by the Fauci Ouchie. Okay, that's something that kids are, that's happening. Okay, kids are getting hurt by the Fauci Ouchie. And, um, James writes about this again, all this is down link in my description. And if you want to submit this information to FDA, um, he's making that very easy. So he says that needle, the kids who got the needle face a substantial risk of heart issues. Um, DERNA's EUA application originally filed in June of 2021 has already been held up because of a clear safety signal for heart issues, which has already prompted a number of European countries to prohibit its use in young people. Additionally, the, uh, needle, uh, the V-Airs reporting system already has over 48,500 reports of getting hurt by the needle as a child, including 112 deaths. As of May 20th, 2022, 112 kids died after getting the needle and a growing number of reports of, you know, clotting issues and other health issues that YouTube doesn't want me to talk about. So just click my link down below. If you want to see everything that he's, that he's laid out there. It's really interesting. I came across this this uh, article in Reuters from 2009, where Dutch authorities banned a Pfizer needle after three babies died. So Pfizer has designed needles for babies in the past, and in a short period, a uh, period of two weeks, three babies in the Netherlands died after getting that needle. So they said we are banning this entire batch of the needle. I just think that's really interesting that. Three babies died, and yet, if you look at, like he just said, um, just amongst kids, it's been over 100 people who have, he said 112 deaths amongst children, Um, and now amongst adults, it was last year, last April, that the needle had only been available to the public for four months, and there were already more than 3,000 deaths listed clearly on the CDC's website. We're not talking about the V Air system. We're saying CDC writing on its website admitting, okay, we got this many deaths after the 3,000, yet they never banned any batches of anything. And the media stayed hush hush about it. In fact, Fox ordered me not to report those details on TV when I brought those details to my boss. One of the key reasons I ditched that corrupt company called Fox Corp. Okay. So there, the media was hiding this detrimental information and, and nobody was banning anything. I was just wondering why. Um, and, you know, again, most people seem to be doing just fine after the needle. That's great. I'm just wondering why there are significantly more bad health events with this new needle compared to others. And media's lips are zipped. Nothing's getting banned or warned. I mean, think for what was it? Uh, Pfizer did say there is a heart warning. At least they said that. Okay, so. Now, the report is, I'm looking at the American Hospital Association. They're talking about once once um, we've got the green light to stick this needle in the arms of little kids. The American Hospital Association says the declaration authorizes pharmacists, pharmacy interns, pharmacy technicians nationwide to order and or administer the needle. I just think that's interesting that pharmacy interns interns are able to um, do this. And if you look at tutorials on how to properly administer the needle to the arm in this new technology, um, it, it's a lot of confusing steps, actually, and a lot of room for error. So I'm wondering how many people, you know, of the people who did die in things, was it error by a pharmacy intern or what's going on? You know, the media is not probing into into those things. Um, I wanted to shout out, okay. I want to shout out the president of a Spanish pharma company who just got busted for being on the list of over 2,200 people with fake needle papers. Okay. I'm sure you guys heard about people having fake cards that said they got the needle. Well, the president of a pharmaceutical company was one of those people with a fake needle card. Can you believe it? Uh, Breitbart is reporting this. Of course, the mainstream media is not. Um, I probably shouldn't have even named this alternative outlet on YouTube because they hate this, this outlet reporting inconvenient facts, but get this. They said the president of the Spanish pharmaceutical company, PharmaMar, is one of over 2,200 people listed by Spanish police as having purchased fake needle documents. Jose Maria Fernandez Sosa Faro is his name. He's the founder and president of PharmaMar and one of over 2,200 people identified as having paid a criminal network to fake their needle status following a Spanish police operation known as Operation Jenner. The 76-year-old was shown in the needle registry as having taken at least three doses of the needle investigator stated, police say several other high-profile names are on the list, including Australian tennis star player Alex de Minor, I don't know how to say that, and Spanish musician Omar Montez. Police say that the network was able to change needle status in the Spanish National Needle Registry and charge clients cash for the service. according to the newspaper El Mundo. According to police, the network facilitated the fake needle paper. It was in the operation from around September of last year through January of this year. Operation Jenner also led to this dismantling of a broader network that operated across the European Union. Uh, Forger's are said to have charged different amounts of cash for their service depending on how many doses the person wished to be marked as having received. A total of 15 people, including a nurse and a nursing assistant, were arrested earlier this year in connection with the operation. A lot of the nurses who are really against the needle, they're saying that they're against it because they're actually seeing the health the bad health effects that a lot of the patients are having. So that is why nurses, some nurses are saying, heck no, but the nurses are are the ones who are being made the most to get it because they work in healthcare. Um fascinating I know there's um that's definitely happening in the US as well. Um the fake cards, um Hawaii, I follow a Hawaii news outlet that highlights mugshots of people who went to Hawaii with fake needle cards. Hawaii is one of the most tyrannical States in America when it comes to these sort of new health regulations. And basically, you know, you better have that needle card. So a lot of people forged their needle cards and then got arrested and got their mugshots put out there. So, just be aware of that. It is You can get arrested for that. I want to shout out Dinesh D'Souza as he investigates what the heck is going on with Fox, as they will not mention a peep about his new documentary that shows damning evidence of shenanigans associated with the election. He has this YouTube called What's Up With Fox?, And he's trying to get to the bottom of what Fox is about.
7: I'm going to try to um, solve the mystery, if I can, today, of why Fox, across the whole network, will not seem to allow a single mention of 2,000 mules. It's downright strange. It demands explanation. I'll try to explain it. There's a guilty plea coming in Yuma, Arizona, which, so I'm... I don't believe that the legal theory is, in fact, satisfactory. I don't think it explains Fox's behavior. This brings me to a second theory. It's the advertising theory that Fox is sort of courting its advertisers. In the next segment, I'm going to explore this theory, show why it, too, needs to be rejected. Uh, And then uh, I want to come to what I think is the true explanation.
4: So here's where he kind of figures that this is his theory about what's really going on.
7: of fraud, you know. And, And so, again, none of this makes any sense unless it's coming from the very top. And that's why all the hosts have to march according to the sheet music, because they've been essentially told, listen, we don't care what you think. You're captive to an order that's coming from on high. And on high, in this case, is none other than Rupert Murdoch. So, look, it's Mr. Murdoch's Uh, network, it's Mr. Murdoch's newspaper. He can do whatever he wants. Um, He can burn his brand if he wants to. Uh, But I think this is very unhealthy in a democracy that topics that are of urgent public concern that are in the minds of the, well, certainly the GOP side of the electorate, and probably much more than that, cannot somehow be discussed because one man declares they can't.
4: All right. He thinks it's Rupert Murdoch having been Working for the company. Uh, I, I don't think it was Rupert Murdoch. I think it was Lachlan Murdoch's wife controlling Lachlan. All right. Lachlan Murdoch is the new CEO of the new Fox Corp. Fox Corp, which formed in 2019. Lachlan was able to take over. And it was very clear that Lachlan was... More left leaning from the from from the inside. Um, now I would I would get Lachlan's emails and the Fox Corp emails all the time, and he would send mass emails to company employees and the regulations. Not just the emails, but what he and he and his crew up in New York and in Australia would do to enforce pandemic restrictions on our journalism was absolutely insane. They made it really hard to do journalism because we were so controlled. I, I mean, the whole newsroom staff was banned from entering the newsroom. Um, We, we couldn't come near people. We're supposed to interview people, but we can't come near them. Um, We're supposed to stand alone outside on TV, talking to the public with our faces muzzled uh, viewers had a hard time hearing what we're even saying because they can't, they can't see us and our masks are blocking our audio and countless other restrictions. Uh, they had the, the same green uh, Lachlan Murdoch implemented the same green pass that China has for its people. We had a green pass at Fox. Um, so, Crazy measures uh, uh, in regards to intense measures for the pandemic that um, inhibited a lot of our work as journalists and other outlets didn't have that I had friends from ABC saying what's going on at Fox. I thought you guys were the chill outlet. We don't even have these restrictions. So Lachlan was different. And then, of course, for Pride Month, we're getting these emails to make sure that we know all the pronouns, including pronouns like Z, Zare, you know, and these are Lachlan Murdoch corporate, um, Fox Corp emails. Um, it was clear, you know, Rupert was not in the picture. Okay, Rupert's like 90 at this point. He, so Dinesh is calling out Rupert. Rupert's the original founder of the original Fox brand. Now that Rupert's like near death, and Lachlan's taking over, it's just a different, it's a different story there. And um, the Murdoch family is, you know, and their wives they're they're getting sick of the leftist attacks on them. They have leftist buddies in New York and Australia, and they just want some peace. So, can we all just get in line? with the leftist narrative, it'll be a lot more peaceful. I think that's what's going on. And I, I do think that they are afraid of lawsuits. They're they're really sick. I think that the owners have given orders to the top bosses in New York to avoid lawsuits at all costs. We're sick of them. And if you keep accusing people of fraud, then there's probably going to be another lawsuit. Dinesh's, uh, documentary mentions the fact that there were NGOs, nonprofits that were up to shenanigans. The last thing Fox wants is for those nonprofits to all, uh, attack them with lawsuits. So that's how I feel about the whole situation. I'm glad that, uh, Dinesh is calling it out, calling out Fox, Fox, who's always loved Dinesh. All of a sudden Fox, is alienating Dinesh. What the heck happened? Dinesh just uncovered something Fox didn't want uncovered. Creepy AF. And Fox is actually muzzling its talent all the way up to Tucker. You guys, Fox giving their talent orders. Do not mention Dinesh's documentary. Super creepy. And so I, uh, this is what I've been saying for the past year since I ditched that fake company. Okay. It is a, company-wide thing. I have been telling you guys this. And some people are trying to poo-poo what I uncovered as just a Houston local Fox thing. Nah, it's part of the whole company. It's really sad. Okay. This is the era of independent journalism, guys. As soon as Tucker, Laura Ingram, those guys figured out that they can actually have a successful career outside of Fox, maybe they will. We shall see. That being said, have a good one. And we'll be back tomorrow with Truth Bombs. Truth Bombs with me and sportscaster Lauren Leal um, helping to dissect some of the sports drama. So tune into Truth Bombs tomorrow. See you then. Bye.
2: you